0: Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the studio getting ready to record episode number 148. Got a really good topic for you today. It's basically how to finish one deal while you're working on the next. uh, This crazy time of the year where one season is ending, but we're already working on the next season and how to manage that as we try to, I guess, finish the deal. So before we get into that topic, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bad Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. Coach Don, I really do appreciate Anderson's support. Also, if you can, become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch we have a new patron this week vince esposito vince thank you very much for coming on board um, and as always we're looking for people that can help us out if you see value in what we're doing if you want to keep this option of information available to you please become a patron if you can uh, as we've said several times during the last couple of weeks we're kind of at that critical mass point that if we don't get some new patrons the future of everything fast pitch and coach prep is definitely in doubt so if you can go to Patreon.com slash pitch and sign up to become a patron. So, Don, in NASCAR, they call it the silly season. It's the end of the year where everybody's trying to decide, what are we going to do next year? Where are we going to go next year? What's our team going to be? What are we going to be doing for next season? And I think the world of travel ball certainly has that same thing going on. The silly season is this end of the summer, end of the summer season, where you're basically finishing up the current year, but we're also have an eye on the future and you know you've got a whole lot of stuff going on that kind of ties into that you're playing games trying to finish your season so like for a lot of our Georgia teams they have the nationals whatever their national event is going to be and maybe one other tournament between now and when they go to nationals but so they're in the home stretch they've got just one or two events left on the calendar but the quote unquote fall season the the next wave of travel balls just around the corner so we're seeing all kinds of teams, trying to finish this season but they're already starting to try to work on next season Uh, to me i think that's just a crazy balancing act that i'm really happy i don't have to do
1: Tori, that's really tough i know i can't tell you how many times here uh you know at the cages i hear people talking about how they're having to arrange uh workouts with other groups do all these totally
0: confidential 100 percent
1: confidential no doubt and you know other people talk and stuff like that, so I'm sure that people so it's find really out, not or, that
0: confidential yeah
1: but. and co- coaches here but but it's tough we and i'm I'm talking about really, really good talented teams too that um you know one of the coaches is planning on branching off and trying to make alliances with parents and and figure out who's going to come with and we're talking this is before we go off to nationals, and the kids are conscious of what's going on around them too, and it it makes it tough when you don't feel like you know all your teammates are really on board for you know doing whatever it takes to get through this next challenging tournament or or to finish as strong as we can and it's it's kind of disheartening when you know what everybody's put into getting to where we're at already, but on the flip side, if people aren't doing these things and someone else is we're feeling like we're falling behind or somebody's going to slip through the cracks or somebody's going to get to them before we do. And it makes it tough.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, a, it's definitely uh, the craziest balancing act of all. You know, when you're a college coach, you know, you're always recruiting. So you're always looking for that next player, always looking for that next class of kids to bring in. And I think that mentality is definitely alive and well in the world of travel ball now too. And Don, your point's a good one. If my team is going to be competitive next year, I don't want to get behind. I don't want to fall behind the teams that I'm competing with. I don't want to lose out on an opportunity to add a player that's going to make our team better. And I honestly don't want to lose out on uh, or lose players that are currently on my team because they think that, again, that somebody else is outworking me or out hustling me. You're going to do a better job of putting a team together than I'm going to be able to. It's a very difficult time, very difficult situation. Of course, the old school part of me wishes everybody would finish this year. And then worry about next year. And there was some. I know that's just not realistic anymore. That 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 thought process has died and gone to heaven. (laughs)
1: We need some type of etiquette with all of that, right? Or some kind
0: of a. Yeah, well, we we talk about etiquette and recruiting etiquette and doing the right thing to help your kids get seen by college coaches and all that stuff a lot. But I think that uh,
1: can't do any organizing before August first, right?
0: (laughs) But (laughs) unfortunately, that's just never going to work out that way. And and I understand why things have gone the way they have you know i understand that everybody's really highly motivated to do everything they can to make sure that they've got the best opportunity possible for their kids moving forward but it's just kind of disheartening to me you know being you know on the coaching side of it part of me wants the players to be really loyal to our team and to make sure that they finish out the year but I can also picture that a lot of the same coaches that are talking about, well, you need to be loyal and finish out the year are already on the phone, you know, <laughs> scheduling tryouts and scheduling workouts and trying to recruit players for next year at the same time that they're expecting me to be loyal to them. And so it's just a really messed up situation. I don't know that we're going to come up with a solution today, except that I really do wish we could find a way to finish one deal before we move on to the next, you know, to make the sale to the first person before you start worrying about how you're going to sell the same thing to the second person.
1: No, it's, it's definitely a a tough thing. And, you know, there's so much pressure on, uh, results and finishing well and, and having the team and having all your kids recruited and all these types of things. So there's a lot of pressure on everybody to, you know, to figure out what the best plan is. And um, I don't, like you said, I don't know that we found
0: what that best is yet. Right. Well, Dan, one of the things that you talk about all the time is is communicating, I think, is a really important thing. And I just wish that everybody involved would really communicate honestly. Just be an open um, book. Yeah. It would just make this whole process, this whole operation a lot less heartbreaking to people involved. And again, I know that, uh, you know, sometimes it, it feels like it goes against human nature. But if, if you're a coach, and you know, you want to upgrade the Talent level and upgrade your team for the future. I don't think there's anything wrong with being honest with your current team and say, okay, at the end of the year, we're going to be looking to make make a couple of changes. We want to finish this year strong, but we're we're going to be you know looking at improving the team for next year, and and uh, you know we want you to be a part of it. But we'll you know we'll talk at the end of the year about what your you know future would be with the team. And if that opens the door for those people to start looking for other options, I guess that's just the nature of it. But then. I would hope that those same people would then turn around and say, "Well, coach, you know, I'm I'm glad to know that you're looking to upgrade the team next year. If we might not be in those plans, and we're going to you know, start looking at some of our options for the future, and just you know have that ongoing conversation, you know, and, and then that coach has the opportunity to say, "Well, no, 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 you're one of the you know the the centerpiece players that we really want to keep on the team. You know, we want you back. You're you know you're one of the players we want to add to, not replace." and have, you know, just, you know, have that kind of conversation. And for some coaches, it might be, you know, that you have to have the hard conversation and say, well, okay, really enjoyed coaching you. You're a good kid. You work hard. But I think, you know, that, you know, we might be able to find a better player. You know, somebody who's a little bit more talented, a little bit, whatever, you know, you know, however you want to say it, but to, to get the point across that it's been an honor, no hard feelings, but uh, let's finish out that you're strong. And, and I'll respect you wanting to go someplace else in the future. So, you know, I think that's what I would hope would happen more of, Um, I just don't know that I see it happening.
1: Well, I like what you're saying with all that, Tori. And again, we're talking about groups that are running on 10, 11 kids. And you and I have talked endlessly about the need for so many reasons to have bigger rosters. And maybe that's where instead of replacing one or two of those 10 or 11 kids that we just start growing those numbers and say, you know, you might be the 10th or 11th kid and you're welcome to come back because you're a great kid, you work hard, but we're also going to add some more, which might mean that you might not get as much playing time. You'll continue to train and work and practice and do all the things that we do as a group, but we're going to try and grow our numbers a little bit so that we can um, have situations where we're not inviting kids that don't know our routine, that don't know our, our systems that don't know how we we go about our game time but we're going to add some more people to the mix next year which might mean as one of the you know tail end kids that you're going to get less playing time and if you're interested and willing to stay then that's wonderful but we can start maybe selling that on the parents in the group as part of the the whole routine i don't know right
0: yeah well and i think you know again a lot of it how well the coach communicates if they're communicating honestly if they're telling people what they think they want to hear to just kind of, you know, you know, end run them or fake them out. Or are they really being honest about what's really going on? You know, so to me, I think that's just one of those challenges that uh, we're never going to know for sure what's in somebody's heart. But I think if you've done a good job developing a relationship with the people on your team. You know, you should be able to have some of those conversations and, and tell them the truth and hope that they'll accept your version of the truth or your opinion as for what it's worth, as a as a well intended way of trying to, to look out for everybody's best interest, and and all coaches, I mean, I don't care what level you're coaching at, um, you know, we're all seduced by talent, we're all seduced by better players, we all think that if we can, you know, just upgrade one or two spots, that it's going to make us better. But you know, there's also the the flip side of it. We see it as you said earlier down with these tiny rosters that basically, um, you know, the what's in it for me? You know, am I getting my money's worth? idea is is making it a lot harder for us to have i think truly great teams that have the depth and the quality of depth that would allow them to really reach their potential so it's just it's a it's a challenge in Tori's perfect world finish the job with the team that you're on then start looking for the next team and coaches finish the job with the team that you have then start looking for the next team and if that means that your team starts to really struggle it might not be that you didn't get started on recruiting two weeks earlier there might be a bigger reason why your team it wouldn't have mattered when you started recruiting unless you're recruiting with a bag full of money it probably wouldn't have made any difference anyhow. flip side of it is if you're getting ready. The open tryouts you know actually going public with trying to find new players to me it would come back to that coach honestly telling everybody what's going on hey we're going to start having trials cuz we expect to upgrade the team next year we're going to start looking for more players they can, you know, they can help us, you know, play at a higher level. that can improve our roster, improve our team. Just go ahead and, you know, wh- whether you're having an open tryout or, uh, you know, the uh, behind the curtain Wizard of Oz, you can come try out for us individually, and it'll, we'll keep it secret. I mean, the whole secret thing to me is m- much more offensive than just going out and having a public tryout. We probably need to dig into
1: it again at some point, Tori, about what our money's worth really is because when, when we've got, you know, more people trying out, we're pushing and creating competition between the kids we've got and the kids that we, you know, are considering bringing on board. All that means is that one of us are leaving. Then there's still no competition. There's no push. There's no um, incentive
0: to get better every week because I got my spot. It's already done. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's, it's, the ultimate catch 22 and we want to know for sure that we're going to get to play. You know, it's like, we want to have the very best team we possibly can. As long as I'm one of those nine without, so I com- without competition. I, I want eight amazing players in me
1: and hopefully I'm amazing too. But, but the number of ground balls I get in practice, the number far outweigh what I get in a game. So is my money's worth the, the great practices with competitive settings um, with kids pushing me to be better every week, to work on my own, to do all these things, to get good grades, to, you know, do all the things that I have. Is, is that more what my money's worth is than getting to play four out of the five games every weekend? Is, right. well,
0: is Well, you and I would say that that's definitely more your money's worth if you're in a situation where you're getting great coaching, great practices, you know, really good opportunities to work and improve your, your performance. To me, that would have way more value than just being guaranteed that I'm going to play on game day. Yeah. But but you and I both have been barking at the moon for a long time about that stuff. we so, got to get our coaches um, to sell so, that to the parents. So, so I'm just going to go with the uh, uh, Don's Golden Rule. Communicate, be honest, tell people exactly what it is that we're trying to do. And if that means that you're going to start having open tryouts or individual workouts, I think either one of those is fine. The sneaking around behind closed doors, trying to you know bamboozle somebody. To me, I don't think that's right on either side. Coaches, if you're doing it, you should stop. Players and parents, if you're doing it, I think it's just as weak whether a coach is doing it or a player is doing it. So you know that that that's my take on it. No, I think
1: that's fair and reasonable, Tori. I like it. Cool. All
0: right. Well, that's going to wrap up number one forty-eight. Hope that uh, everybody enjoyed the topic. We're certainly always curious to hear from our listeners. If you have. Questions, comments, ideas, suggestions, make sure you reach out to us at fastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. As always, please go to the fastpitchprep.com website. You can order your square cuts training discs there. You can also have access to the blogs and the YouTube channel. There's tons and tons of information that we would love for you to have access to. As we mentioned at the beginning, support our sponsors, the Anderson Bat Company. And if you're in a position where you can become a patron, go to patreon.com slash everythingfastbitch. So for Coach Don McKinley, our producer Stan Lewis, this is Coach Torrey saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.